Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Again, we will get the ball rolling at 9.02, 9.02 Eastern Time. Make sure you have your pencils, your books, pens, whatever you like to take notes with. Make sure you got that. Great information this week from Super 32. Great information we could all apply for this upcoming season. So again, two minutes till go time. Give all of our callers from around the country the uh, chance to tune in. Again, we'll, we'll start in two minutes. Make sure your phones are on mute. We'll open up the lines in about 10 minutes for any questions that anyone has for us. We'll be talking about aggressiveness on your feet, the relentless attack on neutral, what we learned from Super 32, and what you can do to apply that to your wrestling this season. One minute till we get it going. Make control of our callers from around the country. We're able to tune in. Mindset Monday. Season is upon us. We're in November already.
All right, welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Jeans Netty, your coast-to-coast mindset coach, coming you fresh off from the Super 32 tournament that we were at this past weekend in Greensboro, North Carolina. Great tournament over there. Got to see a lot of our wrestlers from around the country, and that's a real benefit of these national tournaments. We work with so many wrestlers and so many teams from around the country that it's great when they all come together for these big national events. So, you know, it was great. We got to see them wrestling people from Colorado, New York, um, all over, North Carolina, Kansas, Iowa, Oklahoma, everywhere. They all came into Super 32, and we learned a lot of great lessons from it. So, again, I'm Gene Zanetti from Wrestling Mindset. A lot of you probably seen our information posted this past weekend at, uh, at the Super 32. Basically, what we want to do here is bring together all the best wrestling-specific mindset information, bring that over to you. That's what we're about at Wrestling Mindset. So everything we have check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube page. We're constantly pumping out great information. But the highest form of learning, the highest form of this mindset training is doing one of our individual coaching programs, our individual coaching sessions. We do that. You check out our website on that, our wrestlingmindset.com. Email us, wrestlingmindset at gmail.com. We do that with some of the top wrestlers around the state, around the country. So make sure you take a look at that because that individual coaching where you're doing the worksheets, you're doing the exercises, that's far better than this that we're doing right here. This is an introduction. This is giving you some key pieces of information. But when you go ahead and you do that program and you have your mindset coach every week, you're talking to them and they're taking you through all of our exercises, you've got to remember this is the same exact program, the same exact exercises that we did with the women's world team that took third this past year. With Michigan, who had five All-Americans last year. Edinburgh took third. Rutgers, UPenn, Cornell College, St. Cloud State Division II national champions last year. Bergen Catholic was state champions for the past two seasons. Um, St. Peter's Prep, a lot of the top teams in the country, a lot of the top individuals using our program. Iowa State. And again, it's all available for the, middle school rest, for the middle school wrestlers, the high school wrestlers, and the college wrestlers. You know, you start to pick up these unbelievable patterns. Jeff and I were talking about that this past weekend, that one of the unique benefits we have at Wrestling Mindset is we're dealing with these wrestlers in a very intimate, very intimate connection where we talk about very specific situations and matches right before warming up, overthinking, um, giving our opponents too much respect, thinking about how big the competition is who the opponent is, what their best move is, all these little intricacies that we see that pretty much no one else has that kind of deep, that deep, deep view and seeing so many individual wrestlers at all different ages, what they have in common, what they share. So this is something we know a lot about and something we could really bring to you. I strongly encourage that each person on the call take advantage of your free, your complimentary one-on-one mindset trial session that will give you a good idea what the program's about and how it could benefit you specifically. Okay? So make sure you get on our website, wrestlingmindset.com. Take a look at that individual trial session. It's the first page in our website. Sign up. you got absolutely nothing to, do, nothing to lose there. It's free. It's only 10 or 15 minutes. Make sure you do that. All right, so Super 32 this past weekend. One of the things you notice, common trend, the people who are mentally prepared... They're, they're winning matches, and not only, and if they're not winning, they're, they're putting up a great showing out there because they're mentally ready. They're ready as soon as they step on the mat. And this is the key for tonight, aggressiveness on neutral, being relentless from the neutral position. The key is when you're stepping on that line, you can't be thinking about the match. 
You can't be thinking about who your opponent is. You can't be thinking about what their best move is. You can't be thinking how big, how strong, how accomplished this wrestler is. You can't be thinking about what round of the tournament is. The only thing you're thinking about is getting to your number one takedown. Okay, so getting to your number one takedown, what does that mean? It means you need to know what your number one takedown is. When you're stepping on that line, you've got to be thinking about firing off that shot very early on. When we were at the National Wrestling Coaches Convention in Fort Lauderdale. We've been speaking there for the past three or four years. Zeke Jones, our former college coach, he spoke about the, the, um, the breakdown from the Olympics, the World Championships, the NCAA Championships. He dedicated six weeks to breaking down these videos, four to six hours a day for six weeks. Um, don't quote me on those numbers, but it was something crazy like that. The amount of time he put into these, the video analysis. And one thing he noticed was that from the neutral position, the majority of takedowns are happening within the first 15 seconds of a whistle start. Okay, so most takedowns are occurring within the first 15 seconds of a whistle start. So either in the beginning of a period, after you go out of bounds, after there's a stalemate, once that whistle starts, Many takedowns are happening in the first 15 seconds. So what do you think he tells the Arizona State wrestlers? Look to get that takedown early. Look to get that takedown early. You watch the best wrestlers, they're doing it. They're looking for their shot right away. And it doesn't mean they're, they're doing anything or taking wild or crazy shots. And it's not saying they're not setting it up. Of course, you're looking to set it up. But get to your tie-up and get to your shot. Get to your tie-up or get to your setup and pull the trigger on your shot right away. So when you step on the line, it doesn't matter who you're going against. Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Dick, David Taylor, me, Dan Gable, Kale Sanderson, it doesn't matter. When you step on the line, you are thinking about your shot, and you're thinking, I'm going to shoot this very early. I'm coming at the guy right away with my best takedown. That is so important. If we don't do that, we're just going to, a lot of times we dance around, we quote-unquote feel the other guy out, and we just... You know, we just kind of wait around. And Tom Brands talked about this with Brent Metcalf all the time. He said the biggest thing with Brent Metcalf, number one, is to get your motor running before you step out on the mat. Get your motor running before you step out on the mat. So when you're out there, you're not feeling the guy out or, or waiting and seeing what happens. So one of the best things you could do, and we talk about this in our pre-match routine, is drilling with the partner when you're on double deck. Drill for about a minute or two minutes solid. Drill with the partner. Think about it like this. You normally wrestle about three to five days a week. Most people, most serious wrestlers are wrestling live three to five days a week. During the season, it's probably closer to five or six days a week. What's the trend? Drill, wrestle live. Drill, wrestle live. Drill, wrestle live. So what do you think you should be doing before you wrestle in a match? Drill, wrestle live. Get your hand fighting in. Drill, take shots. Even if it's not something that you see other people doing, it makes all the sense in the world. If you're wrestling better in practice than a match, it has to have a lot of things to do with your mindset. You're not mentally ready. You're not physically ready. Chances are, if you drilled before you step out on the mat for one or two minutes when you were on double deck, you already feel like you're in the match. So when you step out there, you're ready to go. You're ready to take that shot early on. Okay, so that's... That's one of the simple things you could do to facilitate that. Do some drilling right before you get out there, and then you'll be ready to go. And, and have a plan. When you step on the line, 
you better know exactly what you're going to tell yourself. So that's, that's one of your homeworks tonight. That's, that's a homework assignment from tonight. Write down exactly what you're going to be thinking in your head when you step on that line. And chances are you know some people you're going to be competing against. You know some people around your weight. So think about those people. What do they look like? You know, who are they? Imagine yourself stepping out on that line. All right, really put yourself in that position. You might need to take five or ten minutes of quiet visualization time and just think about it. I'm stepping on the line against this person. And as you're stepping on the line, what exactly are you telling yourself to get yourself ready to take your shot? Okay? Any of, the, any of the nervousness or anxiety, let's get that out now. Let's think about that now before the season starts. So when you step on the line, you know exactly what you're going to think. Okay? You have to have this worked out before the season starts. When you step on the line, you've got to be ready to get a takedown. It already has to be a decision in your head. When you step on the line, you're saying to yourself, I'm going. I'm going. My shot. My shot. So even if you're wrestling against Jordan Burroughs, you should be thinking, you're going to shoot your best takedown before he shoots his double. If you're wrestling David Taylor, you're thinking about your best takedown, and you're going to fire that off before he shoots his, his um, ankle pick. Again, like we said, go by the best wrestlers in the world, the best wrestlers in the country. Zeke Jones did the breakdown for you. First 15 seconds, you've got to be seriously looking to score. That's what the best people are doing. And why is that the case? Why do you think it is that in the first 15 seconds you're most likely to score? Could be several things. Um, one, the other man isn't ready. He didn't come out properly mentally or physically ready. It could be he hasn't seen enough from you. Your opponent hasn't seen your style. He doesn't see how you move, so he doesn't get a sense of your rhythm. So you take him by surprise. Could be that, right? So... Many things that could be just make sure when you step on the line, you know exactly what you're telling yourself. You should have a go-to word or a go-to phrase every time you step on the line just to get your mind channeled in, to get yourself visioned and knowing this is what I'm going to do. I'm firing off my best shot. So this has to be a decision that you make even before you step on the line. What's the word? What's the phrase? You've got to have that. So that's part one of the aggressiveness. I can't even stress that enough that, you better be thinking about shooting your best shot early, early, early in the match. Do not stand around. Do not wait around. And like I said, again, one of the best ways to facilitate that is get some drilling in directly before you step out on the mat. You're not going to be tired. You're going to be okay if you do that when you're on double deck. You'll have plenty of time to take a sip of water and go out and wrestle live in the match. Okay, you do this in practice all the time. You have to understand that. This is the trend you're following in practice. You drill, you wrestle live. You drill, you wrestle live. Or maybe you drill, get a little bit of water, and then wrestle live. So why not do that into a match? Why not? That's going to help you. In part two, and it's directly related to this, that's pulling the trigger on your moves. When you lock your cradle, when you lock your, your tilt, you've got to go for it. You've got to pull the trigger. You have to decide this before you step out onto the mat. If I lock a cradle... I'm going to go as hard as I can to take it over. If I, lock, if I lock up my cross wrist and you do a roll through a tilt, you're going to go all the way through with it. I had one of, one of my wrestlers this past weekend. I was you know, one of the most proud I've ever been as a mindset coach watching this kid. He, he lost the match. You know, one of the reasons was because as he was going for the tilt, he rolled the kid once, you know, twice, a third time, a fourth time. He really committed. He truly committed to his turn. And at one point, the kid 
uh, came around on top of him. And, and obviously he was disappointed after the match. And I said, don't you ever be upset about that because he is going to win matches in the future because he committed all the way to his tilt. I see many, many wrestlers. They lock a cradle. They have, the, or they have a cross wrist. They have their bar. And they second-guess themselves. Ah, maybe I won't go. What if I get reversed? You know, maybe I shouldn't. Or maybe I should wait till later. You look at, at Yanni in the finals of Super 32. He locked his bar. Then he locked his half. He ran it all the way over. You know, the reason why those guys, um, six, when six lost in the semis, the kid locked the cradle. There was no question he was taking the kid all the way through. And that's also why Dayton Fix is a very good wrestler because when he locks his moves, when he gets the takedown, he goes for it. So decide before the match, whatever your best moves are, you got to go for it. If you're in a front headlock, you're holding a front headlock. What's your, number, what's your number one finish from a front headlock? You can't hold it there. You have to already decide before you step on the mat. When I lock my front headlock, if I feel this position, I'm going. I know I'm going to go. So make that decision. Forget about winning. Forget about losing. Forget about who the kid is. If they get in on your leg on a high crotch, you go straight to your high crotch defense. If, if you, know, you get in on a certain shot, you go directly to your finish. You don't wait around. You never wait to see what the other person is doing. You go right into it. When you lock that cradle, you get a leg in. You decide before the match, if I feel this position, there is no doubt in my mind I'm going for this, no matter who you're wrestling. So take the other person out of the match. Take the referee out of the match. Take the coaches out of the match. Don't think about any of that stuff. Focus on these positions. Take it position by position in wrestling, okay? Position by position in wrestling. And when you get into your moves, you lock your hold, you go for it. Okay, so neutral, we step on the line, we got to know our thought. We got to know our one or two words that we're going to tell ourselves because you better be firing off that shot very, very early on. If you don't, Eventually, you're probably going to lose to someone who has that attitude. So why not let that be you? And then when we lock our moves on top, or we have our front headlock, or even our mat return, guy stands up, you know, it's, it's tempting to just push them away. Go right into your mat return, whether it's a lift, whether it's a trip, whether it's a pinch, whatever it is. Go right into your mat return. Do not wait around. Decide before the match. When you lock up your holds, you're going to go. That was one of the most... Um, Met, oh, several times that was one of some of the more disappointing matches I had where I know my move was locked and I second-guessed myself. I asked myself while I was on the mat, should I do this? What if he reverses me? What if he rolls me through? And it's not just me. Again, middle school, high school, college, Olympic level, we talk to all of them. They say the same thing. When they wait around and they wonder when they second-guess themselves, they don't do the move and frequently they lose because of it. So let's make sure we are pulling the trigger on those moves. We've decided before the match, when I get my front head lock, this is my finish, and I know I'm going to go for it. There can't be any second guessing yourself. And that's truly the biggest difference between a practice room wrestler and a gamer. Right? The practice room wrestler, they pull the trigger in practice. They go for it in practice. In matches, you know, something changes. They start thinking about who the other person is, what round of the tournament it is. Who's watching them? The gamer doesn't care about any of that stuff. They're still focused on getting to their offense. They're focused on shooting in the first 15 seconds of the match where the first 15 seconds of whistle starts. When they lock their moves, they're focusing on going all the way with it. Okay, so 
let's take that gamer mentality and let's start applying it. Because um, very frequently, the difference between that practice room wrestler and that gamer wrestler, the one who always rises to the occasion, is that attitude of pulling the trigger. They know they're going to go. They know they're going to go. Technically, there's not a big difference, but mentally, there's a huge difference. So let's, let's take out all the extraneous variables. Let's push all that extra stuff to the side, who the opponent is, what they did in the past, what round it is, and let's focus on getting to our attacks. And that, that in a nutshell, that's a, that's a good gist of, um, of a lot of our lessons with, with our mindset training. We have a lot of worksheets and um, different exercises to promote that kind of thinking. But that's some good, simple, preliminary steps to get you ready to start doing this program that we have. Because, again, that's the highest form of the mindset training when you're doing these exercises, just like the, the exercises you do in the weight room, just like the drilling you do with your technique. So let's make sure we take a look at that. Again, wrestlingmindset.com. Let's, let's open the floor for some questions now. Anything anyone has for us about this or anything else? All right. Okay, there, okay. Okay, this planet, you know me. Okay, you know, I was going to say, you know me, Dominic Lagalis. I just. Yeah. Okay, there's something I want to say. That's what you. It's what you taught me exactly. And all the mindset training that we've been doing. This is. And this is a quote from yeah. Brett Metcalf. He's always saying, like, that what you need to do when you step out on that mat, you need to visualize. Get your takedown. Score early. Go to your lead. And if the guy gets on your leg, focus on getting your leg back. Push the pace. Be the predator. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks for that, Dominic. That's absolutely right. And and you're you're right. We're not making anything up. We're looking at people like brands. We're looking at people like Metcalf. What exactly do they think? And it starts to get predictable. When you talk to so many wrestlers, it gets predictable what the best wrestlers are telling themselves and what the wrestlers who are, you know, just under that cusp, okay? And the difference is the best wrestlers, they're just focused on the little things they need to do. They're picking up their feet. They're, they're, um, they're getting to their offense. They're thinking about their best shot. They're getting right to their moves when they're in those situations. So you're absolutely right. That's a great contribution to this. So keep doing what those best people do. Okay, I know I've been on the giving and receiving side of that, doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing. But now that we're all aware of it, let's make sure we're focused on the right things, our best takedowns, our best moves, pulling the trigger. Very good. Absolutely. All right, do we have any other questions? Anything else I could help anyone with on this topic or any, anything else we talk about? Again, remember our spiritual strength conference call will be at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern time, so that will be in 40 minutes. Our spiritual strength conference call, same number, and um, we'd love for you to tune into that also, our spiritual strength conference call. Any other questions as far as Mindset Monday? Again, make sure you're Yes, yes. All right, here. All right, it's me again. I'm just going to say one thing. It's something I'm going to work on from here on out is I just want to ask what I'm going to do is, like, because I'm getting really good at a high crotch and shooting, I'm going to work right on that, go right to, like, a half Nelson and go right from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
at chain wrestling and having a plan. We definitely discussed that of, of having, you know, as part of the program, one of our worksheets is having that clarity, knowing exactly what you're going to do in all these positions. And I alluded to that while I was speaking, but you have to know exactly where you're going in all different positions. And the Schultz brothers did this, Dave and Mark Schultz. They had a wrestling notebook in every position they were in, um, how they finish a high crotch, how they finish a double, how they finish a low single. Uh, what do they do if an opponent, you know, hooks their leg? What do they do if their opponent gets them in a crab ride? They had all the situations broken down. So they knew all their moves, and they knew what they were going to transition into. So that's something we spend a lot of time with our wrestlers, getting them organized. A lot of times in practice, the wrestler knows what they're thinking. They know what they're looking for, and then in matches, their mind goes blank. In matches, many top wrestlers, their mind goes blank. And it, it, we do, it's true, we don't want them thinking too much, but we don't want them to go completely blank where they forget all their moves. So we help the wrestlers organize their thoughts. We help them organize their, their moves. They know exactly what they're looking for. So if we discuss this ahead of time before matches, it's like muscle memory, but for your mind. Mindset memory, where they know the techniques they're going into. So, again, Dominic, that's a great thing you can do. Make sure you do write that down, all those different situations that you could be in. So we provide worksheets for all of our wrestlers with that. So anyone who signs up for our program, you get the stuff all written down for you. So we help, we help take some of that guesswork out for, for um, our wrestlers. Yes, very good. We'll have time for another one, another one or two. Anything else I could help anyone with? Anything they saw this past weekend or anything so, that's, Gene, that's coming I, up for the season? Yeah. I was working with a guy who had some difficulty pulling the trigger. When when he was he was looking, he had a good setup, just couldn't shoot. What do you have for that? So he had a good he had a good setup, he just could he he wasn't shooting? Yeah, that's it. All right. So we're having, we're having problems with the wrestler, and we see this over and over and over, where they, um, and please refer them to this program. Refer them to do the individual coaching program, because the stuff I give you, these are, these are surface-level things you could do, and, and we want to move beyond the quick fix. We want to move into really understanding this. So that's the best thing you could do. So just refer them our way. Tell them to make a trial session. You know, do the 10, 15-minute talk. But What's happening here uh, with pulling the trigger in matches and not having that killer instinct, uh, I'll tell you right now, in practice, our attitude is very different than in matches. In practice, we tell ourselves things that are completely different. In practice, we say, I have nothing to lose. This doesn't mean anything. I don't care. That's kind of the attitude we have. Yet, we're still trying to beat our partner in practice. Okay, We're trying to beat them, but we're not thinking about winning. I want you to think about that. In practice, we're thinking about beating our partner, but we're not thinking about winning. In other words, we're not thinking about the score. We're not thinking about the time. We're not thinking about the out-of-bounds. We're just thinking about beating the other person. And how do we do that? We focus on our best moves. Now, in matches, it's very different. Instead of telling ourselves this doesn't mean anything, no pressure, this doesn't count, we tell ourselves the exact opposite. We start telling ourselves this is it. Now or never, do or die, make it or break it, there is no tomorrow, this is what counts, this is a big match, this is a big tournament, and we start thinking about winning. Once we do that, all the floodgates for pressure, nervousness, anxiety start going through the roof. Okay, so we need to get in the habit of thinking just like we do in practice for most wrestlers. 
And that's that's really one of the, the most key things that I could, I could tell you about that. We have to start approaching matches much more similar to how we approach practice. That's big. And another thing is that you have to make being aggressive more important to you than winning. And Dave Schultz talks about this. You can check out all of our Wrestling Mindset videos at our YouTube page. Subscribe to Wrestling Mindset on YouTube. We have a whole championship library. If you go on Wrestling Mindset on YouTube, check under our playlist, Championship Video Library. We have about 60 great videos of, I mean, wrestling, boxing, some of the great mindset clips that you could find. Okay, and, and on there, what you notice with Dave Schultz before, he, before the Olympics, he was interviewed before the finals, and he says, win, lose, doesn't matter. He's trying to hit as many moves as he can. He's trying to give everything on the mat. He's trying to score as much as he can. So the, the point there, the lesson, is that scoring points and executing his technique was more important to him than winning. Think about that. And that's true for a lot of wrestlers. Not that they want to lose. Obviously, they're trying to win. I'm not saying the top wrestlers are not trying to win. They are trying to win. But it's more important to them to go after their moves, to take the chances, to take the calculated risk, to pull the trigger on the moves. That's more important to them than, than even getting their hand raised. So once, you, once your wrestler becomes convinced it's more important the way I wrestle than the outcome, he's not going to change. He has to learn that it's, it's more important the way he wrestles. So you have to understand. Say to yourself, this is the way I want to wrestle. I want to be the person who takes the chances. I want to be the person who goes down swinging. And I don't care if it costs me a match. Just like my wrestler this weekend cost him the match that he went for his roll through tilt. But guess what? Well, he's a turning machine very soon, and he almost got the back points this match too. Then no one's going to be laughing at that whole situation. But there's always time. It always takes time. And very, very frequently, there's a lot of losses before, before you start really winning a lot. So, again, the key with your wrestler is going to be scoring points and taking chances has to be more important to him than winning. A lot of people think they're the man if they win. You've got to reframe that in your head. You're the man if you take the chances, if you go for it. Okay, you've got to get into your head that winning by a point or, or eking out a match, I'm not saying it's, you know, obviously sometimes it happens, but wrestling tentative, wrestling timid, that's worse. That's worse than, than, than losing the match. Once you have that internalized, once you learn that, things are going to really, really turn around for you as a wrestler. Okay, so I hope that helps. That's a common thing, not just with your wrestler, but all wrestlers from all different levels around the country. And again, that's one of the benefits that we've had at Wrestling Mindset. We can see all these common factors that, that these guys are all men, women, um, high school, college, middle school, they're going through the same thing. So if, if we don't fix the problem, it just doesn't get better on its own. So let's make sure we fix that problem. To really get on board with that. And please, if you like this stuff, send us some referrals. Tell people about the program. You know, this is how they're going to get the results by taking the time and going through this, just like they would a private session for technique or, or a training session with a, with a strength coach. It's mindset training. It's strength training for your mind. All right, excellent. So I want to thank everyone again for calling Mindset Monday. Make sure you check out our spiritual strength call at 10 o'clock. That's in a half hour. Um, helping wrestlers get closer to God during their wrestling career and why that's so important. So we want to make sure you take care of that too. Like we always say, you have to be the total package. It's, it's an Iowa principle. It's a Gable principle. And you don't let a day go by without improving yourself in every dimension, spiritually, 
mentally, emotionally, physically, academically. Okay, you do this, you start building habits, and you start succeeding at, at all different levels because, again, wrestling is just a small part of things. That you want to use wrestling as a vehicle to improve yourself as a person. Wrestling has got to be that vehicle to improve yourself as a person. So make sure you check out that Spiritual Strength Conference call. If you haven't, make sure you make an appointment to do one of our free trial sessions with Wrestling Mindset, a 10, 15-minute call where you get a great introduction to the program. We'd love to help you with that. And any other questions or any other information you need, you can email us at wrestlingmindset at gmail.com. Check out our website, wrestlingmindset.com. And you can always Facebook us or give us a Twitter message or Instagram message, whatever works best for you. So, again, we're here for you, and we look forward to speaking to you again next Monday night, every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time is our spiritual strength call. So make sure you make this habit, make sure you make this part of your week a small amount of time to really make a big difference against your opponents. Thank you, everyone, for calling, and we look forward to hearing from you again in 30 minutes. Have a good night.
Okay, so we'll get the ball rolling. We'll start promptly at 10 o'clock tonight. We'll start promptly at 10 for our spiritual strength conference call. So please hang on for another two minutes if you want to grab out pens and uh, paper. If you'd like to take some notes, we're going to... We're blessed again to have Father Joseph on the call, so he's going to lead us with the prayer, and he'll, and he'll close us out with a blessing. So um, that's a great thing. Always great when we have Father Joseph with us. So yes, please get out your papers and your pens, and um, we'll be ready to go in two minutes, 10 o'clock Eastern time. We'll get it rolling again in one minute. One minute till kickoff. Spiritual Strength Conference Call. Also, make sure if you haven't yet joined our Z Spiritual Strength Facebook group over on Facebook. Obviously, our Facebook group on Facebook. <laughs> Hop on that. Make sure you take a look at that because after we do recaps of the calls, summaries, and other great information, we usually post things on there. Post things on there. So, again, we like to take some of the, a lot of the resources that we talk about on here. We like to post it up on our Z Spiritual Strength Facebook group. Also, we love your input. Any questions you have for us, we'd love to get back to you. Um, this would really be a great time for all of us to grow in, in our knowledge and grow in our faith and really seize this opportunity for fellowship and getting closer to God. All right, 10 o'clock. Praise God. We're going to get started now. Our, our Z Spiritual Strength Conference Call, we thank you for hopping on, especially if you hopped on the Mindset Monday before, listening to me speak a little bit. We thank you very much for that, and we look forward to um, all getting closer to God together. So, if, um, Father Joseph, if you're on, if you could please lead us in a, in a prayer. Let me make sure I unmute the lines. One second. Okay, now we're unmuted. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for sending your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of the world. We thank you, O Lord, for the gift of all the family that have gone before us and the saints who are interceding for us and encouraging us along the way. And through their intercession, we might draw close to you, O Lord, and, and follow you as they do in the particular place that each of us are called to. We ask this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for that wonderful prayer and that wonderful blessing. So we're we're at tonight, November first, yesterday, November second, today. All Saints' Day was yesterday, and today is All Souls' Day, and that's a very very significant time that we you know we we reflect of the people who've gone before us and. The All Saints Day, the, the Church Triumphant, that's called the Church Triumphant, people who are, who've died and God has brought them to the fullness with them in heaven. And today we celebrate the Church Militant, the, the souls, the holy souls that are in purgatory, and just all the souls that have gone before us. And I thought it might be best we talk about tonight why we pray for the dead, and to clear up some common misconceptions with that, because there's a lot of people nowadays who, you know, they have questions about purgatory. They don't fully understand it. And I was a lot like that not too long ago. So I had a lot of questions myself. I wanted to know 
a lot of these a lot of these answers. So I did some reading of my own, talked to many people about this, and here's some great information I found. Okay, so first of all, what we have to understand is that in Revelation twenty one twenty seven, we hear very clearly that nothing unclean shall enter heaven. Nothing unclean shall enter heaven. And now the whole purpose of purgatory, that's this purification state that happens after death to really get us ready, really get us ready to, to share you know, eternity with God. And one of the, analogy, one of the analogies I heard was if, if a teacher is writing on a chalkboard, has the chalk, is writing on the chalkboard, and then erases all the chalk, all the writing, now you have that. So even, even when we get our sins forgiven uh, by a priest on earth, we still have that smudge. We still have that, that nasty look up on the chalkboard. But when the teacher goes through that with the squeegee, the squeegee and then the water there and then brings it down, it's a perfectly clean chalkboard. And we know God is perfect, 100% pure. And common sense alone tells us that very few people die without, while being pure. And it's not just being without sin, but also the attachment to sin. Okay, so we might, we might hold off on gossiping and on acting out of sexual te- temptations, lying, but we might, we might not do those sins, but we still have. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.